You're listening to the E2C Network, podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. Where you go, Auburn fans? Welcome to No Huddle, your source for Auburn football news and discussion, part of the E2C Network, a family of Auburn podcasts, brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com. I'm your host, AJ Richardson, and I am back after almost like four months of not having a podcast. And I'm also here with Ben King. How are you doing, Ben? Welcome back, AJ. Yeah. Man, it is. it has been some time listening to the intro. I am reminded of when we actually used to do this on a regular basis. <laughs> yeah. And we also now... I. I catch myself every time because one of our sponsors, the Baptist Campus Ministries, is no longer on North College Street. So I have yes. to change it. It's it's not there right now. They had to demolish the building, but they're Probably resurrecting the it. News. Yes. Of the off sad. season. Um but they're resurrecting it and uh, they're gonna be building a completely new building there. Um it's gonna have parking decks, it's gonna have storefronts, um and then there's also going to be a BCM space. Um, so I think it's a great addition and it's going to be a brand new building uh, because we all know if you've been to Auburn BCM, it had some structural issues going on. Not that it was unsafe. It was just old. Old. And I think <laughs> yeah. it was like from really, 1960s really old. It was like, maybe? When well, it was built. if they were serving since 1961, probably. Yeah, I think that was the original building. Yeah, they started in. it could have been something else. I don't know. Yeah, but pretty. Crazy. Who am I to know? I wasn't alive then. Yeah, right. <laughs> didn't didn't they tear down the bank vault too? I'm I'm pretty sure I'm gonna walk down campus or like right off of campus near Tumors in the fall, and I'm not gonna yeah. recognize anything. Yeah. Well, when we went to A Day, do you remember how many extra buildings there are? Oh yeah, their stuff is huge, and it's like people. And I get it. Like I remembered everything being maybe like three levels high around at the most. Yeah, and except now for Haley. Yeah, except for Haley. And now you're having sky rise apartment buildings. Um, and it's great that it's closer for students to live on campus or close to campus. But I can get where they're talk- coming from with it ruining the aesthetics of what Auburn campus and downtown used to be. Um, well, you know, I, I think Auburn is constantly going through a state of change. And it's weird because... Like growing up on the plains, being a third generation Auburn Tiger and walking it with my grandparents and my parents and them telling me like what used to be here and what used to be there and what's there now and how so much has changed. And I'm doing the same thing and I'm realizing I'm an old man now. (laughs) But apparently at one point in time, like Gay Street turned into like a dirt road or something like that. And and that was like in the 60s. And uh, it's in a constant state of change to the fact that I guess if you're not if you're not changing, you're not growing or whatever. Mm-hmm. But man, it is going to be a different atmosphere for sure than than the time that we spent on on the plains of Auburn. Yeah, and even the like Jordan Hare got an upgrade to their uh, <laughs> to that corner. Uh, Clint would disagree. What do you mean? Clint doesn't like the upgrade. I mean, it's an addition. I mean, do you want to call it an addition? <laughs> it's I don't know. It's uh, it is an addition. That's that's for sure. Uh, I I can't believe that we are going to build a little corner cabinet area when we could just close in an end zone and like put a bunch of awesome stuff underneath it. I agree. Like, why 
why did we go to that route first? And maybe that was all the board allowed was here's your money do with it. And that wasn't enough money to close it in. I don't know, but it also is, I mean, it's going to be nice to start out with and maybe it's uh, a staged approach. Do you think that's possible? I, I surely hope it's a staged approach because I, one of my favorite things about the Jordan Hare stadium is the amount of symmetry that's in there. It's not a hundred percent symmetrical, but it is very, very close. And when you're yeah. in that bowl, it looks the same in all the different areas, right? Yep. And now you've got this big block up in the corner, which makes it look stupid. It makes it look like it <laughs> and, wants to be. Ooh, do you know what I just realized? One of my favorite areas to look, especially for an evening game, is over where that block now is because the sunsets over there are incredible. We're not going to see them anymore because that Aww. stupid thing's going to be in the way. So, whatever. I mean, it's nice. Yeah. I know when I was in Bryant Denny. And, uh, you know, it's it's not nice to admire a place where satanic worship occurs, but <laughs> the place, it is a beautiful stadium. And the way that they have, like, everything around it, and it's all, like, symmetry is on point. Ah, I wish we could, I wish we could close in the other side and then put up a, you know, a, a whole bowl just all over the stadium. That'd be great. But we can dream, I guess. Yeah, we can dream, and maybe one day we'll get to that point. We have a media center now, so woo. Yeah, and uh, it's good for recruiting. I mean, that'll be a nice little place for recruits to go into. It will be really nice for that. That is true. So if you're for that, I, I it's a snippet. It's a good little bit, but again, I don't know um, if in the all, if in the end, if that's really worth the amount of money that they put into it. Um, I don't know. Um, recruiting's been big recently, so maybe. Yeah, it's incredible. Um, I mean, I think Gus for the 2020 class already has as far as the commitments that we already have just verbally committed to Auburn for 2020 it's fifth nationally um, recruiting class. So I I'm, I'm thinking this uh, stability that Gus now has with this seven year, $49 million contract is going to be paying dividends, not only for his uh, coaching here at Auburn, but it's going to be, recruiting bringing in the new guys uh, for the coming years oh for sure and i've heard there's been a huge change from him just the way he carries himself and the his personality on the on the campus and man i i was skeptical uh because you know i i honestly thought he'd probably go home to arkansas and then when we made him that big deal i was like oh gosh this could go one of two ways and i'm really hoping it's gonna go positively yeah and honestly it looks like it has it looks like it's it's gone to the most positive it could have been that just the way that you know gus has kind of changed his demeanor and it looks like his coaching strategy and it'll all show on the field of course later on this year but from what we've seen just in preseason stuff i'm i'm pretty excited man yeah yeah and, and- I, if we release it, we recorded another podcast, just like all the E2C contributors. And one of the things that Kyle asked me was, you see Gus being a lot more cool, calm and collected. What makes him, what, what's changed? And my thinking is it really comes down to, he's given over the offense. He's giving over all of the hands-on kind of things that he used to be a part of and taking a step back. Not that he doesn't take his, hands like and and help when chip Lindsay um or even kevin still needs it but it helps him 
be a little bit more. Okay, this is the big picture. This is how I'm helping out the team. And I think last season was a big trans uh, transition for him of having Chip Lindsey come in, take over really officially a completely different offense. And it, it seemed to work out really well for him. And yeah, I, I think he's agree. got positive energy heading into this next season with the same quarterback, uh, a lot of the same wide receivers. Um, we didn't really have anybody from the wide receiver core leave. Running backs, you kind of have a little question about them, but nah. come on, Tim Horton, he's going to get another 1,000-yard running back. For sure. Maybe two. Maybe. I Ace mean, of Booby. The Ace of Booby connection. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, so I, I think the demeanor is really good. Um, and I, I, again, you can't judge everything by demeanor. I mean, it is just a demeanor. It's the way he presents himself. Every coach has a way they present themselves, but it has changed a lot for Gus. Yeah, that dramatic of a change, though, that, that definitely shows like a, a, a change in stress level for sure. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, probably sitting on a chunk of change and that, that ice cold seat's got to help as well. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, speaking of the ice cold seat, let's just talk about Gus, like <sighs> Auburn fan base being very hot and cold when it comes to coaching and how things are run. If we lose to Washington, do you think the fan base is going to turn? Oh, absolutely. But that's why it won't happen. Okay. Okay. I think people would be, okay, look, of course, Washington, we don't have preseason rankings yet, but they're somewhere in the top 10 with us. Yep. So it's going to be a big time game. And it's definitely like a coin toss type deal. And our past two outings within the new Mercedes-Benz Stadium have been pretty pathetic. Yep. With all that said, we're going to beat the crap out of Washington. It's going to be like 35-3. to You heard it here first, folks. (laughs) Get ready to party in Atlanta. Perpetual optimist here. But at the same time, like, you look at most of the preseason that have come out, they are usually, if they're not in the playoffs, they're right on the edge of getting into the playoffs, at least with preseason Auburn's in the teens, usually in like the 11 to like 18 kind of range. It it, it does help a lot because Atlanta is going to be a home field. Um, it's yet to be uh, seen. I don't know. It'll be it'll it's definitely home field in comparison to Washington, but for sure. I mean, it's complete opposite side of. The I guess nation. it will be almost probably 70 percent Auburn people because it is two hours away. Yeah, compared to opposite side of the country. <laughs> yeah, I, literally you are side. you are correct. It's a home game. Good yeah. job. Yeah. <laughs> My apologies. <laughs> I was like, I'm pretty sure two two uh, hours compared to compared to 40, 50 hours, however long that drive would be. I don't think about it. It's probably like a six hour, seven hour plane ride, right? Well, yeah, for a plane ride, probably. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, well. Um, all right. Something else, uh, just kind of change topics a little bit that has gone on um, since we've last talked. Uh, we had the NFL draft. Um, you've probably already heard uh, plenty of great news there. Uh, we had Braden Smith. He got drafted first, uh, 37th pick. Kerryon Johnson, our fantastic running back from last season and the, even the year before. Uh, he went to the Detroit Lions as the 43rd pick of the NFL draft. Uh, they had uh, Carlton Davis, who we had on our Carlton Davis watch for the last three years. Um, he went to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh for the 63rd pick. And then we also had Daniel Carlson who went to the fifth, uh, to the Minnesota Vikings in the fifth round. Uh, so 
fantastic. We had uh, four guys get officially drafted. Uh, plenty of others that got free agencies um, offers. Um, Jeff Holland being one of the notable ones. Uh, he got offered uh, to play for the for the Broncos. Um, think he'll do fantastic there. Uh, still kind of a bummer that he decided to go to the NFL and went undrafted. Um, kind of yep. still hurts me. Um, we also had, stayed. Could have been great. Could have one more year, and then defensive. He'll line. still do well. Oh yeah, he'll he'll still get up there and uh, make his way. It just may take him an extra year in the NFL before he gets significant play time. Versus he if he came to money. Auburn one more year, he might have been a starter um, or close to a starter um, with some more experience under his belt. Second round pick, big money. Yep. Uh, so Ben, you were even asking about Cameron Petway. I was wondering where he ended up going. Um, and we know Cameron Petway, he, he had some troubled uh, past, I guess. Uh, just It was kind of weird. You'd want him to play. Gus, for one reason or another, wouldn't play him. Um, probably off-field kind of issues going on. But he ended up getting a free agency offer, I believe from the Lions maybe, or somebody, I don't, know, I don't remember, Vikings. Not the Detroit Lions. No, no. Um, I think it was like the Vikings or something. And then ended up, right. yeah, I think it was the Vikings. I'm 99% sure it was the Vikings. Uh, then he got signed. Uh, well, then he got dropped by the Vikings and you're like, okay, <laughs> <Sad>. <laughs> that's kind of sad. Um, and that was within, I think the first couple weeks of him being, uh, a free agent or a free being an agent for them. And yeah, it's just kind of weird like situation there. Um, Cameron Petway though. Uh, is now playing for the Columbus Lions, which is an indoor football league in Columbus, Georgia. So not so great of a uh, move, but okay. Um, I mean, I guess he's doing what he loves at football. Maybe he can make it to like the Canadian League or maybe make it to the NFL one day. But kind of sucks that he didn't get to play in the NFL, this, at least so far. Um, kind of sad for him. Yeah, indoor soccer is like, or football is weird. Yeah, <laughs> indoor soccer is weird too. But yeah, <laughs> they're both they're both not like regular sports, right? Yeah, it's, it's a very specialized thing. Yeah, and I don't know. It's it's sad. I wish he was back too. But yep, yeah, made your bed. Gotta gotta sleep in it. Yep, very true. Um, yeah, Ben. Okay, after hearing about the draft and like. Uh, seeing where guys got drafted, was there any of them that you um, were excited about or shocked that they even got drafted that high? Uh, I wasn't really shocked. I I honestly was hoping we'd have a little a, f- a few more guys like Jeff Holland. I was I was shocked he was not drafted. Uh, maybe even Trey Matthews. He was such a fantastic guy in the backfield. Like very true. I and his leadership as well is just so was so astounding on the planes that. I was really hoping someone would get him, at least in the draft. Yeah. Uh, and he ended up getting signed with the uh, Minnesota Vikings. Uh, it's fantastic for him, but yep. didn't get drafted. But, hey, he's got to work, put his work in and uh, find a spot on that team. So probably the most exciting pick that I saw was Daniel Carlson. Hmm. And uh, I was just excited to see where he was going. Yep. We've had a lot of really good kickers, and they haven't really worked out as well. And – uh I think Minnesota's got probably a kicker for the next, you know, 10 years or so. Yeah. And 
it's a perfect scenario for a kicker because so you're indoors is indoors on turf no wind perfect scenario with the grass i don't know if you can get any better than that um so he, i'm sure he's pumped minus being up in the frigid cold of the winter in minnesota yeah. <laughs> only better place would have been to come to atlanta yeah hey that would be fantastic too maybe they'll trade him <laughs> yeah maybe um baby carlson can go to uh can go to the falcons yeah yeah that would be great um in four right. years let's uh switch topics again um now that nfl draft happened a little bit while ago we just wanted to cover that um give our input on what happened with the nfl draft but we are going to talk about what just happened which was the sec media days uh there was a good amount of uh conversation about different rule changes um pretty much every single coach had their two cents on different rule changes um the overall positive one ended up being the new red shirt rule uh players are allowed to have uh four games in a season without burning a red shirt um i think that's a great rule um it allow players um to come in when it's junk time uh, when you're playing a Liberty University and you're just dominating them, um, <laughs> you, there's going to be scenarios where you don't want to play your starters or even your second string because the risk of getting injured. Um, so I think this is a great rule. Ben, what's your thoughts on the new redshirt rule? I think it's fantastic. You know, in the past, when if even a player like touched the field during a live game, the redshirt's gone. That that was such a waste for some eligibility. Mm-hmm. And to be able to have four games go from go from you can't touch the field to four games, that's awesome. Yep, we're gonna have so much time where freshmen can come out and we can say, "Hey, you come play here, and you'll be playing in big time games your first season." Yeah, and, and I, you it's won't lose eligibility. Great. I mean, I think that's another great uh, just recruiting thing. Yeah, um, because when I look at a team like Auburn, we usually don't play a lot of freshmen for the sole purpose of we want to save the red shirts. And sometimes that can be a bad thing because really we've, we've known this, we've watched enough football in our lives. You can't tell how a player's actually going to do until they hit the football field in a real game. You can watch them in scrimmages and play uh, and practice, but really you can't see what they're going to do, how they're going to react to the crowd um, until you actually get in a real game. And what better way? than almost as a trial kind of thing and giving them some experience in these four potential games that they can play. Um, a great way to kind of get more guys involved on the team. And I think it'll build like one of the things I, as players, they look at, well, I'm not going to play my freshman year. Okay. Well, I'm going to practice with Auburn. I'm not going to see the field until probably my sophomore year. And then I'll get to play sometimes and then sometimes they change their minds and transfer schools i think if you allow the players to play like this new rule allows it'll keep the teams more uh more packed and and better together um because of this rule yeah i think one of the biggest things is development for the players too i mean you can practice all the time with your team but there's just a different element that practice doesn't give you that live games do yep and to uh, to let these guys grow and develop in a real live game situation where the game isn't necessarily on the line, but you're playing against someone who you don't really know. 
and you're going to have to be able to play off of them and play your position, that's that's going to be such an advancement for just the education level of football within all of the NCAA. Yep. And that's great. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, and another rule that ended up uh, being discussed a lot at SEC Media Days was the headset rule. Pretty much every single coach was vehemently, vehemently I think that's the word, completely against it. Um, and that's that's something that at, at first thought I was kind of furious about it as well because I'm thinking like Gus is, every team, every university, every coach, uh, they have the resources to buy these these headsets. It's not an issue of that. Um, pretty much every single university, I'd even argue probably a team like uh, Liberty University would have enough oh, staff. They are to put a private on. school, and they have tons of money. Yeah. It costs the same amount to go there in state as it does to go to Auburn out of state. Oh my gosh, insane! And the the thing about this rule is it doesn't make any sense to me. I don't understand why we need to put a rule on limits. Like, why do you need to limit headsets? Why does it matter? Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't make any sense to me. I think it's dumb. Yeah. And if we, okay. So let's get into the details because I honestly, until I looked into it and had to look at the rule, I didn't really even hear the rule, what it was because I just hear, Oh, headsets. There's, there's limiting. When you put it in perspective of there's going to be 20 total headsets, 15 are for coaches, four for players. One is for a non-coaching activity. And the example could be like somebody listening in and charting each play. That's still a ton of headsets. Um, I personally think that's plenty. And sure, Gus, being the guy that he is, um, with all sorts of guys on the field um, or on sidelines calling, giving signals, holding up cards, they're, sometimes the, the real card is not the guy um, holding up one of the cards. It could be the other guy. It's a bunch of like false signals going on, which Gus likes to do. And, and it tricks the other team into thinking um, it may be one play, and it's really not. Um, again, Gus is a very tricky kind of guy, and Chip Lindsay is too. Um, so I I don't think it'll honestly impact. I don't think you'll see an impact at all in football, at least this season. Um, just kind of my personal take on it. Um, but I do understand the, the frustration at the same time of, Gus, now you're limited to only – a certain number of headsets when you could have pretty much as many as you needed. Yeah. I, I still think it's pointless. Yeah. I don't understand the value gained. Yep. Um, all right. Let's talk about some other topics that came up. Um, one of them ended up being when Jarrett Stidham came to uh, SEC media days, he was interviewed. Uh, and one of the things that came out was they're letting Stidham uh, become a little bit more loose when it comes and more autonomous with what he can do. He's not so tightly constrained. Uh, uh, and I think that is obviously a good thing when you got a really smart guy like Jarrett Stenham, a student of the game, and a year under his belt with the same head coach, same offensive coordinator. Ben, when do you actually see, like, when do you think we'll actually start seeing Stidham at, say, at the line of scrimmage calling checks? and maybe getting out of a play. Do you think that's going to be pretty uh, quick, or is it going to be like a mid-season kind of change? I want to say first quarter, first game. Oh, that's pretty ambitious. I, I think, and all I want to hear out of Stidham's mouth is him yell Omaha. Oh. Because 
Please. He's so much like Peyton Manning, just in his build, and I think he definitely has the ability to own the offense like Peyton did Please. when he was playing. I I think that's kind of what we should do is just kind of let him see what he sees on the field and, and make a play to be able to change things mm-hmm. versus having to follow whatever gets called. And, you know, the the thing about calling a play based on what the defense is showing you and then being able to audible to something else is because defenses like to fake what they're doing as well. Of course. And so anytime you see someone move that probably shouldn't be moving if they're running the play that you're playing against, mm-hmm. you need to make a change. And yep. Stidham's definitely the guy to be able to do that. Yeah. I think giving him this type of versatility will definitely help him, one, stay healthy, which is something we have to have happen, 100%. and two, just show his knowledge of the game and make some big plays. I think that's going to be great. I'm yeah. excited to see him do it. Yeah, I want to see him do it. I and mean, I remembered uh, Cam sometimes checking out of plays, and it was that usually ended up being a great thing because Cam well, saw something. Cam was like, all right, guys, just give me the ball. That was his checkout. It was like, I don't care what we call it, just give me the ball. Yep. I mean, you're a big guy, 6'6", and Heisman Trophy winner. Uh, you got all the mojo in the world. Uh, I would give him the ball any day. Yeah, for sure. But I yeah. don't want to see Stidham doing that type of play calling. Yep. Um, all right, let's talk about uh, – we can get into later on. We're going to have uh, listeners – we're going to be getting into our weekly talking about – Auburn, what's going on? Uh, fall practice officially begins. Ready for this? August third. Very very soon. Wow! Um, right around the corner. And we are so close to getting to an actual football game. Uh, I'm so pumped. It is just a little over a month away from when we're recording. Um, it's it's a great thing because I am missing sitting in front of the TV and watching some football um on a saturday now it's pretty much just like uh which is great it's it's usually something like spike ball or it's uh what are they cornhole they've had those tournaments going on which i think are fun (laughs) they're more just like tailgate games though it's not like oh this team had strategy and like they they plan for a whole week to face their opponent and uh, look at him toss that bean (laughs) back i know i know let's get a slow motion replay (laughs) Yep, that kind of uh, broadcasting going on. Um, we'll talk about more of details as far as like running backs, wide receivers, different positions as we go on um, into the fall practice. Talk practice. We're talking about. We're practice. talking about practice. Oh my god! <laughs> and uh, that's really exciting uh, that we're so close to fall camp. Um, yeah, so we'll we'll save off a, a bunch of that topics uh, for a little bit later. Um, Ben, okay. In in the past four months, have you really heard any really bad news that's come out? N- no, me. Either. I don't think so. I was about to say I don't think I have really either. Which I, it's been pretty quiet. It's insane. All I've heard is good news, and a yeah. lot of it's come from you. I I don't think you've informed listeners of kind of what's been going on. So as we kind of close this out, let them know, man. Yeah, I'm I'm still impressed. Like nothing really. Big as far as Auburn has been going on, but in my life, it's really neat. So um, I ended up buying my own place. Um, so really excited about that. Thanks, homeowner. Sir. Yep, homeowner. And uh, got engaged back in May. Um, Woo! Yeah, and we're doing a four-month engagement. So 
lots of wedding plans and we're getting married sadly i mean it's all right like it's on a, a not so great game but it is on a football game where auburn's playing you know what it was it was better than kyle yeah he got married on like uh was it almost in mississippi state oh it was yeah at least mine's a non-conference game we're playing <laughs> georgia southern and i'm like okay you know what i can deal with that um so I, I or Southern Miss, I'm sorry, Southern Miss. Um, so yeah, I'm getting married on September 29th. Auburn's playing Southern Miss that day. Eh, okay, that's all right. We wanted to or Erica wanted a fall wedding, so sure we'll go with it. Oh, very nice. Yep. So we're gonna get uh, married, and and uh, the week or two that I'm probably gonna be out for the wedding stuff and honeymoon, like. I'm going to have probably Kyle or somebody else come on and uh, maybe even Ben might do another solo. So with uh, Gus Malzahn, we'll see. Uh, <laughs> that's TBD right now. Uh, ben, any other final thoughts before we go? Man, it is good to be back on here with you. And I'm just excited about football season coming up. Oh yeah. I am Best extremely time of the excited. Year. Um, it, it gets me so excited. Like I have, I, I've gotten excited about, Obviously, exciting things, homeownership and engagement. Those are great. Football is just like a little bit different. Not that one's better than the other. But For sure. I, I'm i so excited when football comes back around. Just the topics everybody talks about. I just love talking about football. Oh, man, you I can just, miss that. just feel it in the air. It's like I one mean, of those things that just resonates with you, right? Yep. Yep. And you look forward to Saturday when your team plays. Uh it's just a great time of year, and uh, I know everybody's uh, extremely excited about it. Um, yeah, but Ben, before we go, um, is there a way people can get in contact with you if you want to? Uh, yeah, you guys can hit me up anywhere on social media at B-E-N-K-1-N-G. Yep, and you can hit me up on Twitter at A-J-A-Y-J-A-Y underscore. And everybody, it's great to be an Auburn Tiger and War Eagle. That's going to do it for this episode of No Huddle. Make sure you tune in next time for Ben and AJ talking about Auburn football. In the meantime, make sure you go to e2cnetwork.com where you can find all our podcasts, blogs, and ways to support the show. You can also download every episode on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. Most specifically, I want to draw your attention to our Facebook page where you can also find a group attached there that acts as a forum for you, our E2C Network family, and Auburn family to be a part of the discussion. Thank you so much for tuning into the show. And as we leave, I want to remind you that as Auburn men and women, we believe in Auburn and love it. Do you?